Hello, everyone, and welcome to the FBC Natchez podcast. I am your host, Matt Martin, and we have an exciting show planned for you today. In the studio with us today is Suzanne Burnett. Hello. Suzanne, so why don't you start us off today by telling us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, uh, maybe start out briefly by telling us your testimony and, and how you became a Christian and, and, and that whole experience that you had there. Okay, so I am originally from Arkansas. I grew up in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and I was raised in a Christian home and Sometimes when people ask me to tell my testimony for a long time, I thought I didn't have a good testimony because I never dealt with um, addiction or anything like that. And some of the best testimonies I've heard are how people recover from those things. And so for the longest time, I thought I didn't have a good testimony. Um, but through the years, I've learned the value of having a stable Christian home and what that means. And so I grew up in a Christian home and at a young age, I became a Christian at six years old. And a lot of people believe that children can't get saved that young. But I know for a fact, Matt, that it was completely real and that I came to know the Lord that day. Now, did I understand everything? No. Even adults, when they get saved, don't understand everything. That's true. And so whenever um, I gave my life to Christ, that was when the relationship with him started. And my parents did a great job of fostering that. Um, I did go to a Christian school where we learned Bible, we memorized scripture, and that also played a huge role in my growth as a believer. When I was in the seventh or eighth grade, I went to camp, went to student camp at Fuge. And while I was there, I did children's ministry and that was the first time I'd ever done children's ministry before. And I remember how much I loved it. And I was telling one of the counselors, like, man, this is this is awesome. I love this so much. And she's like, well, you know, like, you can do this for a job. Like, God can, if he's calling you to this, you need to listen to that. And that was the first time I'd ever done children's ministry and made the connection of, wow, I could spend the rest of my life doing this. And the more I prayed through it, the more I felt God's pull to ministry. I didn't know what kind of ministry it was, um, but I knew that he was pulling me to it. And so that led me um, into some summer jobs that I had before I went to college. I was a, um, what do we call it? A summer missionary back in Arkansas for our association. And what that looked like for me was I did vacation Bible school twice a day, once in the morning and once at night. And to some of you listening who've served in VBS, that probably sounds like torture <laughs> and completely exhausting. And it was exhausting, but I absolutely loved it. And it further confirmed that this is what I was supposed to do. So I went on to college. Actually, in college, I started studying youth ministry at first. I thought that I was being pulled more towards um, student ministry. But um, I kind of changed that to just general Christian education. I love teaching the Bible. I love creating lesson plans. I love curriculum design. Those are really my big passions that the Lord has given me, which led me in into seminary. And before seminary, I met Jason at college, which that's a whole other story of how we met and how we ended up together. But we went to seminary together and um, he's my ministry partner. And the fact that we get to be in a church and serve together is not only just rare, but it's just a privilege. 
and an honor to get to serve with my best friend. And we do have to turn it off sometimes because we could talk about ministry all night long yeah, at home absolutely. if we're not careful. I mean, it's the same thing at work. Um, we have to separate, you know, that relationship of being husband and wife and not bring any tips that we might have had that morning into the office with us. Sure. Understand. So um, as far as where I'm at now, um, getting to do preschool ministry is just a joy. I absolutely love preschoolers for a myriad of reasons. But one is they ask really good questions. They ask great questions. And it really challenges me um, to find an answer for them. And it's okay for me to tell them, I don't know, but let's figure it out together. And I just, I love their honesty, um, except for when my hair looks bad and they tell me my hair looks bad. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Kids have a tendency to be very, very honest. Yes. Yes. They can make you feel like a superhero or like garbage. They're just, you never know. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I thought it was very funny that, um, you know, most of the people that have seen me know that I have that white patch in my hair. As I get older, my hair goes yeah. gray and uh, they they love to bring that out yeah. <laughs> of yeah. that gray patch that's <laughs> in my hair. I love it. I think it's great. Uh-huh. But man, they they love to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're really good at that. Well, let's stop for a minute. You said something very interesting that I, I want to try to talk about a little bit more. You, you talked about your parents. Mm-hmm. Um being raised in a Christian home and, and your parents fostering that, would you would you tell us a little bit more about how did your parents foster a Christian atmosphere in your home? Absolutely. So one of the things that I remember growing up was mom and dad had their quiet time. I remember getting up in the morning and seeing my parents separately, not together, reading their Bible or I would come out of my room from doing something in the morning and I would see that my mom's Bible was sitting there. And one time I opened it up and I saw all of these notes everywhere. And that's both of my parents. And they both still do that. If I go to their house, I see their Bible sitting in either place, their chairs. And seeing that made me want to know, okay, I see them doing that. So that must be important. So I'm going to do it too. And I make a priority every morning to do that. Because in ministry and in life, you're always giving, giving, giving. And if we're not full, then we're not going to be able to give. And so that's one thing about my parents. The other thing, too, is that we were always at church. Whenever the doors were open, we were always there. There was no, Mom, I'm tired. My tummy hurts. Mm -hmm. I don't want to (laughs) go. Like, okay, we'll take a Pepto and we're going to go. Like, there was just no question whatsoever. And they were very involved as well, which made me want to be involved. Now, as far as like sitting around the table and having deep theological discussions, that's not something that we did because that's just not their style. But when it came to life style evangelism, living it out, my parents modeled that really well. Now, were they perfect? No, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. But those foundations that they laid in my life helped carry me on. And my mom created an atmosphere where I felt like I could go talk to her about anything. That's, um, yeah, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, good. Um, 
Well, most people know that you are our preschool minister here at First Baptist Natchez, but just, you know, for those that may be new to the podcast or new to First Baptist Church, you know, what exactly do you do here at First Baptist Church Natchez? So I work with preschoolers, which a preschooler is anyone that is birthed through kindergarten as far as a child goes. So one big thing that I do is on Sundays, I teach We Worship. And so that's our preschool worship for four and five-year-olds. And I take that responsibility very seriously. And so one of the things I do each week is I prepare a lesson plan. And it's we do get our curriculum from Lifeway, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But what I like to do is tailor it towards what our kids need and where our kids are at. And so I take that lesson, I will edit it down to what is good for our children, and then I prep all the supplies for that. Um, We also use media in the preschool worship, and so we have a slideshow, a video, music that we do. So that's part of the prepping as far as that goes. I also... um, Check in with our leaders each week, make sure that they have everything that they need and that they're good to go as far as supplies go, curriculum goes, and those kind of things as well. Um, And that's, oh, and preschool events. Mm -hmm. Jason and I work together and we plan preschool and children's events. We had some really great events this summer that were a lot of fun for the kids. Yes, I love that. That Mm -hmm. was amazing. I know my kids loved it. They loved being there. Uh, Specifically, they loved the water days that we had. Those were so much fun. Yeah. They love those. Yeah. We had a really good time. And so Jason and I are working on a couple of things that we're going to have going on this fall that we're really excited about and in the wintertime. And so that'll be um, coming up soon. And another thing that I do is I oversee our nursery. And so the nursery is the childcare that occurs during church. And if you're listening and you're looking for a way to get plugged in to our church and into ministry, we would love to have you come serve with some of the cutest kids you will ever meet. So just let me know and I will hook you up because we are always in need of ministry workers in our nursery. And that's an important job because our young parents are in the church service at that time and they're getting fed. And so we need help taking care of their littles. Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, when we talk about ministry and doing things as a church, you know, there are, you know, we have a philosophy of how we do ministry. We we have ways that we would like to see ministry played out. So how do you go about doing preschool ministry? What's your philosophy for how to teach preschoolers the gospel of Jesus Christ? So whenever I'm teaching preschoolers, my goal is to be very concrete. They're concrete thinkers. Mm, Yes, they are. So what that means is they take everything literally. Like, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we had the story about Moses and the Ten Commandments and how Moses, how God gave him the tablets and he wrote on the tablets. And one of the kids asked me a question and said, well, where do they get the charger? Because they thought a tablet, yeah, a tablet and a charger, and so, anyways, which was really funny. But they are just concrete thinkers, and so my job is to break down the gospel, not water it down at all, but present it to them in a way that they understand. And I do that by making sure we have great hands-on activities that are engaging. Um, if you've ever seen preschoolers, like their attention span. Let's see, like a preschooler of four and five years old. That's about how long their attention span is. Four to five minutes is what we got. So in We Worship, every five minutes, we're doing something new, and um, which can be a little exhausting, but it's worth it. It's totally worth it. Um, 
as far as my philosophy goes, I do not believe that is my job to save a child. That is not my job. That is not my calling. My job is to fan the flame. I believe that it starts at home, Mm -hmm. that that spark starts at home. They come to church. My job is to fan that flame and help equip children and their parents to continue that growth at home. Absolutely. So that leads me into my next question, which is, you know, what are some good resources for that? You know, how can we help parents, you know, as they have young ones in the home? So what are some helpful things, you know, maybe books, maybe any podcasts you listen to, uh, websites you go to? What are something that that we can help parents out with? So one of my favorite resources for a child is called the Big Bible Book Up for Toddlers. And it has great pictures of the Bible stories throughout the Bible from Genesis to, to Revelation. But it, I mean, it's not a ton of stories. It's just like a handful. Right, right. But the pictures are so great. And the way that I would suggest a parent of a toddler to use that resource is while your kid is in the high chair having a snack. I would read them one story and just talk about the pictures and have them point to different things in the pictures. Um, Like if you're telling them a story about creation, okay, let's find the birds and point to the birds, Um, you know, things like that to engage them. And another great resource as well for parents, I'm a big proponent for child development and brain development. Mm -hmm. So you understand what's happening in their little body. I think if you understand what's going on in a child's head, it will really help in the long run with any frustrations that you have. Like, for example, if you feel like you're telling your preschooler something 75 times to over and over, like, hey, don't don't touch the gum under the table. Don't touch that. Right. If you feel like you're telling them that 75 times, it's because you are, because it takes a child's brain at that age 75 times to hear something, to understand what you are actually saying. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. things like that are really important to parenting. So two books that are really great as far as child development, brain development, one is called The Whole Brain Child. Um, I'm actually listening to it right now on Audible, and I'm about four chapters in, and it's really, really good. Now, it's not a Christian book. It's from a secular standpoint, but just the information, the content's excellent. Another great book that is a Christian book, but also about brain development is called Is My Kid on Track? And so what they do in that book is they look at different ages and stages and it gives you an idea of where your child should be, but it also gives hands-on ideas of how to get your child to where they where they should be. So it's yeah. a great resource. That's great. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, it's just, again, so important. I just know it's hard sometimes for parents. I know they want to do something. I know they want to do things uh, with their children, but just they're it's just there's no there's a small Christian bookstore down from our church. But other than that, it's just it's hard to find resources sometimes. Right. So I, I'm a big proponent of the children's Bibles as well. I, I think uh, you and Jason have told us about one Bible that I think y'all use here. And we have done that together as a family. We have found um, different Bibles or children's Bibles throughout uh, the, the last few years. And we've gone through those as a family. And uh, and and those have been really good. They, basically, what else could you say? They all have the same narratives right, in there, right? right? They have the same characters. And and so we, we talk about those over and over again. But I think the main thing is just trying to learn through repetition is just a wonderful way to help 
teach, especially children, Mm -hmm. just even though they've heard that story again, well, this particular Bible may tell the story a little differently, or it may add different details. Or one particular Bible that that we had, I really liked because after the end of the chapter or the narratives that we would read, they had questions. Oh, that's great. So then we would talk about those questions as a family. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really good, uh, just again, to incorporate the gospel, to try to get the stories out there. Uh, I know that you've probably seen on the Internet just the Bible illiteracy rates are just super high uh, among all Americans. And and so I think it's good to try to attack that in any way possible. Right. Absolutely. And I'm sure Jason will address this at some point, but that's something that he's even noticed with our kids here. And so that's something that he is working on and addressing right now with the kids. And so I'm excited for him to share what he's doing in that aspect of ministry. But something you said too, that, you know, books are great and sitting down and talking is great. But I think one resource too, that we forget about that we have that's almost free at our fingertips is music. Mm, If you have an Alexa or whatever device in your home, music, Christian music, that is so important. That was also a huge part of my childhood was at home. We didn't listen to secular music. We only listened to Christian music. And I remember getting so mad at my mom because I wanted to listen to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. And I kind of secretly did. Sorry, mom. (laughs) But Christian music really played a huge foundation in my in my life and kids learn through music. They learn through repetition. And, you know, you have that music blaring in your car and your kids are singing along. That's a great time to have a conversation of, Hey, that, that song just had the word grace in it. Let's talk about, do you know what grace is? Mm. And then it just sparks a really good conversation. Right. And I I think there's never a a time when they're too young to try to have a conversation with them. Again, I remember with mine as they were little, just, I would try to have a conversation. I knew they didn't understand a word I was saying, but, you know, I wanted something to be consistent. You know, I wanted them to kind of get in that mode of, hey, dad's going to talk to me or mom's going to talk to me or we're going to have these conversations in the van. Uh, I try to every time we leave Wednesday, every time we leave Sunday, what did you learn today in your group? What is something that you learned that you could tell me, you Mm -hmm. know, and now my older girls are sitting in the service. So so they're listening some. So we get to talk about the sermon, Mm -hmm. which I think that's good, too. So any way you can get involved in your children's life, I'm a big proponent of that and just asking questions and just seeing what they've learned. Uh, It's just good experience. They're fun to talk to. And sometimes they'll say things and they'll just crack you up by some of the things that they say. And so it's just good to really do that. Well, all right, we're going to close this podcast. We've got some fun questions. We'll maybe shoot through these really fast. Um, What's your favorite superhero and, and why? Uh, is it bad if I say I don't really have a super favorite superhero? I thought you were going to say Jason Burnett. <laughs> uh, he's not a superhero. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, he's he's Mr. Wonderful. Um, I guess if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick a girl. And I really like Captain Marvel. I mean, she's just brave and strong, I guess, like the other superheroes are. But sure, she's pretty cool. And we'll do one more. What do you like to do on your days off? What, you know, if you're going to relax or if you're going to do something and you're not here, if you're not here at the church, what are you doing? Taking a nap. 
Absolutely. I'm a really good napper. I can probably nap anywhere. So I love to take naps. We, Jason and I also like to go and we like to walk, especially by the bluff. That's one of our favorite things to do. It's just, it's so relaxing, except for right now it's blazing hot. Absolutely. It's August. (laughs) But we, we enjoy doing that and just projects around the house. Um, We, we really like to have a clean house, which I know that sounds kind of crazy, but we will spend our free time cleaning, um, especially since right now, like, you know, we don't have any kids in our home. So we'll just we'll clean, work on projects, things. like Yeah. That. Well, that's good. Well, thank you so much for for joining us today. Absolutely. And we thank you listeners for listening to us on today's podcast. And we really would appreciate it if you would like, rate and leave us a nice review about our podcast in the comment section. And on behalf of the church staff here at FBC, we love you guys. We're praying for you and we will talk to you next time on the FBC Natchez podcast.